0: One type of athlete that you can hire is guys that have climbed Mount Everest, and they go and, like, talk to, like, businesses to, like, motivate them, because it's relatable. <laughs> it's, <laughs> That's, like, it's not relatable at all. This guy climbed Mount Everest, and he's going to try to talk to people that are trying to park as close as they can to the building. Can't knock the hustle. Can't knock the hustle. Can't knock the hustle. Hello, hello, and welcome back or welcome to season 14 of the Raise Your Game Show, a podcast dedicated to providing you with practical, actionable ideas, concepts, and strategies to help you improve your individual productivity and your team's organizational performance. I'm your host, Alan Stein Jr., corporate keynote speaker and the author of two books, Raise Your Game, High Performance Secrets from the Best of the Best, and Sustain Your Game, High Performance Keys to Manage Stress. Avoid stagnation and beat burnout. In this season, I'll share the most impactful lessons I teach on stage, along with exclusive commentary to arm you with the tools you need to level up your habits, mindset, focus, and self awareness. Each episode will be short and sweet and concise by design. Each featured lesson was pulled from a video on my YouTube channel. You can find the link in the show notes. If you like what you hear, in addition to sharing this podcast episode, I wanna also encourage you to check out youtube.com backslash Stein Jr. Hit subscribe and share your favorite videos with your friends, colleagues, and social following. Remember, a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. All right, let's get on with today's episode. As a young coach, I was very, very fortunate to be mentored by some of the best coaches in the game. And at a very young age, they taught me three coaching mantras that have served me well over the last couple of decades. They've served me well in basketball. They've served me well in business. And for those of you that have children, they've served me really, really well as a father of three. I have nine-year-old twin sons and a seven-year-old daughter. And the three coaching mantras or leadership mantras I'm going to share with you, they make up the foundation of my parenting philosophy. The first coaching mantra, which is leadership 101, is the mindset, it's not about me, it's about you. You should be able to say that to every single person in your organization when you're in a position of leadership. It's not about me, it's about you. You should be able to say that to your spouse. You should be able to say that to your children. You should be able to say that to anyone that you want to have a a heavy influence over. Now, this is not thinking less of yourself. And this is definitely not going back or contradicting how, how important it is to fill your bucket first. This is coming from a true place of being a servant and showing others that in this case, what's most important to you is what's most important to me by default. See, we know as human beings that we all have different personality styles, different learning styles. We all feel love differently. We feel appreciation differently. We're all different. But when you're coming from a place of leadership, it doesn't matter what my preference is. I need to play in your sandbox. I need to do what's your preference. There's two types of children in this world. There's those that can take an aspirin pill. And there's those that need it smashed up in applesauce in order to take it. It doesn't matter which one you are, you're still going to get the aspirin. So my goal as a leader is to figure out, how do you like your aspirin? Can you take it straight, or do you need it with some applesauce? Because my job, it doesn't matter how I like my aspirin. As a leader, all that matters is how you like it, and I'm going to deliver it in a way that's most meaningful for you. So it is the mindset of, it's not about me, it's about you. And if you start to live that mindset you'll see that it actually takes the friction away from leadership. People want you to lead. They will be attracted to you. One of the the hardest parts in business is attracting great people. We want to make sure that the resumes that come across your plate are the best people. Well, you know how you attract great people? You become a great person. And I don't mean from a status, uh, a place of status. This is not about an accolade. This is about being the type of person that other people want to follow. And you'll become that person if you're always thinking, it's not about me, it's about you. The second is the mindset that you have to connect first and then you coach second or lead second or parent second. You fill in the blank, but you have to establish the connection first. If you get those two things backwards, it's not sustainable. If you try to hold people to an incredibly high level of accountability before you've established any trust, or buy-in, or believe-in, or connection, it's going to be very short-lived. It all comes down to making connection. If you can establish a connection first where your folks trust you, they care about you, they respect you, they believe in you, and they are buying into what it is that you're selling, it makes the leading part so much easier. So don't pound your head against the wall trying to get people to do something until you've created that connection. And the key to being able to create a connection is improving emotional intelligence. Because emotional intelligence is arguably the most important skill set required for establishing human connection. And when you can create that connection, your folks will do whatever you want them to do. And they'll want to do it at such a high level because they care about you and they want to impress you. So we always connect first. And then we coach second. And then the third And this one really absolutely is the foundation of my parenting philosophy. There's only two options in leadership. You accept it or you correct it. That's it. You either accept the behavior that goes on or you correct it and you fix it. Complaining is not a third option. It's the easiest default and it's the one that everybody leans towards. But complaining is not an option. Any behavior that goes on. Any attitude, any action, anything that someone does in your organization either is something you accept as part of the culture we're trying to create or it's something we're going to correct. The magic behind the correction comes back to emotional intelligence. If Joan is exhibiting a behavior that is not in alignment with our company values and our culture, I have to find the best way to communicate that to her so that she won't be defensive, so that she'll want to get on board. And that's where emotional intelligence comes in. Uh, Christine talked about that feedback frame yesterday. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. I'm going to make sure that I incorporate more of that into what I do. So if I see some behavior that I like, I'm going to praise it and I'm going to praise it often because that which gets praised gets repeated. And if I see some behavior that I don't like, it's causing some friction, then I need to figure out what is the best way that I can get this across to this person so that they'll want to change their behavior. Complaining won't do it. Making excuses won't do it. Blaming others won't do it. If you want to leave this conference and just feel lighter and happier, get rid of blaming, complaining, and making excuses. Those three things will never, ever serve you in any type of positive way. Now, we are human beings. So there are going to be times where even the best of us complain a little bit. Or you might even have a legitimate excuse. Or it might be in your mind completely understandable to blame someone else. It doesn't make it right, and it doesn't mean it's going to help. There are a lot of things in this world that are understandable. It doesn't mean that they're acceptable. And as a leader, you have to hold yourself to the highest level of accountability. So no blaming, no complaining, and no making excuses. We will accept it, or we will correct it. That is it. That clip was from a keynote I delivered in Jamaica in 2019. And yes, I know, I have a tough life. My favorite part about this segment is the utility. These three mantras are true in sports, true in business, true in parenting, and true in every area of our lives. So let's expand on each of these mantras. Mantra number one, it's not about me, it's about you. At the core of this mantra is the desire to serve, the desire to pour into others, and the desire to value other people's dreams, goals, wants, and needs. It's the epitome of selflessness. I feel strongly that you should be able to look every member of your family in the eye, your spouse, your significant other, your children, and say, it's not about me, it's about you. You should be able to look your teammates in the eye, your colleagues and coworkers, and say, it's not about me, it's about you. And you absolutely need to be able to look those that you serve in the eye, your customers, clients, and members, and say, it's not about me. It's about you. When you can shift your focus off of what you want from people and put it on what you want for people, you become the most magnetic person in any room. And two other concepts come to mind when I think of this mantra. Number one, if you focus on taking and accumulating, you'll never have enough. If you focus on giving and serving, you'll never run out. And number two, a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. When you say it's not about me, it's about you, you gain strength, you don't lose it. Mantra number two, connect first, coach second. I learned this very early in my career that the key to effective leadership is to connect with those that you lead. You must earn and establish trust, respect, buy-in and believe in before anything else. That is the foundation. That is the prerequisite. In fact, you can only hold someone accountable to the level of trust and respect that you've built. And the essence of connection is caring. The adage of no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care is an eternal truth. And mantra number three, accept it or correct it. I love this mantra because it's binary by design. While most of life and most of leadership falls in the gray area and is heavily nuanced, making things binary can provide helpful clarity. Ultimately, every single thing someone on your team says or does is either aligned with your purpose, mission, vision, and values, or it isn't. There is nothing in between. When you observe someone on your team doing something that is in alignment with your purpose, mission, vision, and values, you need to acknowledge it and praise it because that which gets praised gets repeated. When you observe someone on your team doing something that is not in alignment with your purpose, mission, vision, and values, you need to care enough to correct it and to coach them up. And don't forget, blaming, complaining, and making excuses is not an option. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope it helped you raise your game. If you're interested in learning how I can deliver messages like this to your team or at your next event, Please visit allensteinjr.com and hit the contact tab in the upper right corner. If you found this episode helpful, would you be open-minded to supporting the show? Would you be kind enough to take 30 seconds and leave us a rating and review? That helps support the show's mission and message more than you know. Can't knock the hustle.